So welcome back again, and today um, we are talking with Harry Spate, founder of Selling, of Selling with Dignity. And Harry is a renowned sales consultant, author of Selling with Dignity, and a keynote speaker. He prioritizes service over pushy tactics and his unique approach to sales. So drawing from his mission background and extensive experience in competitive sales, he offers valuable insights to improve sales performance and drive substantial revenue growth and performance. So Harry proves that selling does not need to be gross, it does not need to be messy, it can be an act of service to others that will yield great results. So I'm really excited to um, be offering this to you today. So get your pen and paper and get ready and let's rock and roll. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, so Harry Spate, um, so you are in a renowned sales consultant and you have a book called Selling with Dignity. And I'm super excited. I told you this a minute ago that you're here with us because I feel like a lot of us get caught up in sales, get caught up in that no word. And, um, but also staying true to our values and staying true to what we believe in and not falling in a hole or, or going down the wrong path or doing things that we shouldn't do. And, and I've told my listeners before that, you know, I am a real estate agent and there's a lot of that out there. So, but I also have a business and then I run several other businesses. So, you know, you, you, I feel like I'm always selling, I'm always selling myself, even with my podcast or I'm selling my products or I'm selling a home or, but, but, but I feel like for sure I'm selling myself. So I feel like keeping my values and, um, my beliefs at the surface are very, very important. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us um, who you are and where you are and all that good stuff. Okay. I won't uh, keep that. Uh, I'll give you the short version. Okay. But prior to me being in sales, I used to do mission work. My wife and I spent a couple of years in the Dominican Republic. We helped a lot of inner city kids up in New England, traveled to Russia, to Germany, knocked away the Berlin Wall back in the early 90s, had a lot of fun. We left that and I got into sales. My background as doing mission work and getting into corporate sales were not necessarily a good fit. Uh, It took me a while, to say the least, to figure it out that I could sell coming from a place of service. I tried to adapt to the sales bullpen, the movies out there that are pretty famous, like Boiler Room, Wolf of Wall Street, where there's a bunch of young guys in a big room making calls. I was one of them, but I was a little bit older and I had this weird mission background. So I tell people it's not a fish out of water. It was a missionary in a sales bullpen, even more extreme. So I built a nice career once I figured it out. And uh, after 25 plus years, I wanted to help other small business owners to be better at sales without being the pushy, obnoxious, salesy type of person. So what's your thought about that so far? Well, the pushy sales type person I run from. So yeah. I try my best not to be that person. Um, I, I really think that, I mean, it's all about relationships. You know that. It's about mm-hmm. building relationships, people trusting you, people, um, you know, they're trusting you with a lot of things, you know, their money, their information, um, a lot of different things. So it's, I don't want someone that is going to be pushy or I think is sleazy or that's going to be, you know, all up in my business all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, I do. you know, so I think that's something that I look for and I try to be that. So mm. 
however you want to. Yeah, I mean, it's 100%. So this is where people who are not experienced in sales will see or think that they have to have an alter ego to be in sales, right? They, in order to sell, they'll say things like, well, I don't really have that personality or I'm not a strong closer. So when you ask, what is the personality they're thinking of? Then you're thinking, well, I'm not pushy enough. And it's like, well, I asked this question. It's like, who wants to buy from pushy people? Do you? Yeah. And they don't, I don't. So it's a hundred percent in this room that we don't want to buy from pushy people. So if you just serve them and learn to ask for the business, then it can be a very service-minded approach to sales. Absolutely. Sounds like what you're doing already. Well, I, I, I sure hope so. And that's what I pray every day. So um, anyway, let me get, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and sure. um, we're going to talk a little bit about your book and some things hopefully that our listeners can take away from this podcast. So if you don't have a pen and paper, you might want to get one. But my first question for you is, what are some challenges that entrepreneurs and salespeople face? Just Well, number one, I think, is that they're competing for time because we're all as buyers. And I try to help salespeople to appreciate this is that you're not competing against competition as much as you're competing against someone else's busy schedule. How do you break in to their schedule and do that politely? So I think a real uh, point that people can think about is how can you provide incredible value to your prospect? And I asked a sales team the other day, I said, what would be the reasons why a buyer would meet with you? And everyone said, well, so we could do discovery so that we could find out what they're doing. So we could see if they're, no. I said, what is the buyer thinking? Right. And when we start thinking like that, it's like, well, no wonder there's a major disconnect because buyers are busy. Yes. And they've got other things to do other than buy your stuff and talk to salespeople all day. So we have to break the tradition and provide value for those people so they see us as something different. Gotcha. And even just like in our podcast, you know, I don't want to waste someone's time. I know I don't like to, when I'm listening to someone else's podcast, I want to get value. I want to see value. Even Facebook, I'm not one of these people that I don't stay on Facebook because to me, there is very little value in Facebook. There's a lot of pretty people and, and, you know, lots of stuff going on, but yep. value to me is totally different. So I want to make sure that I get that and get, Agreed. get yeah. that. Awesome. So um, how can you nudge along prospects along the sales cycle, like without being pushy? So how, just like if I have someone on the hook for buying a house, how can I nudge them along without losing them or, you know, scaring them away? Yeah. And this is where uh, is another challenge is that we feel like if we don't close the person, the stereotypical always be closing, that we can let people slip away. But sometimes they just need to think it over. Sometimes they're going down the path and they said, did I get here on emotion or was there some logic? Is there some explanation as to why I'm doing this? And then they get busy. They got other things that go up. So there's very few people that will buy any higher ticket item after one or two conversations. Right. Right. It it takes trust. I mean, the average is somewhere around six to 15 Mm -hmm. conversations before people say, 
Yeah, I trust Emily enough to do sure. business with her. You probably get away with like two or three, well, but maybe. some are <laughs> right. <laughs> some are closer to the fifteen or twenty. Yeah, but you know, so if we think along those lines and we just have pleasant conversations, and if people disappear for a little bit, we don't have to hound them. We just call them, say, it's been a little while since we spoke. I thought of you and I wanted to share something of value. I'm sending you this email. It's got this nice little article on how to buy a home yeah. or something about the community events coming up. Something that shifts mm -hmm. the thought that you're always trying to sell something because the buyer thinks you're always going to try to sell them. So you have to throw them off a little bit. Sorry, I've got a puppy in here. Yeah, that's all right. We like puppies. Good. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And yeah. and it's so hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to to remind myself of that because I know what I want. I'm a very decisive person. Yeah. It's like when I go to the store, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I go in and get it and get out. Yeah. Um, if I know I want to buy something, I know exactly what I want to buy. I go get it, get done. Even if it's a car, house, I've done my research and I know what I want. Um, but now my sister, it takes her a year to pick out a car and she's going to drive 50 yeah. and she's going to have to think about it and then sleep on it. And then she might go back to this one and she might take this dress back two times before she finally decides on one. So I have to remind myself that people are out there like that. Not everyone is like me and uh, most people are not like me. <laughs> so yeah. I have to remind myself of that and try not to push them into something it because I am going to scare them away. Well, you know, you're definitely a person that acts, mm -hmm. right? You, you take action and there are those who like, so if we go to the disc profile, then it's people who are high D's are going to take action. They don't want to make, they don't want to analyze. Right. Then you have people that are going to analyze to death for those of us who take action we could never do it we'd say make a decision already <laughs> exactly right but when you start recognizing that hey there's differences and so now this person that analyzes a lot you're going to give them time they're not going to be in your 30-day funnel they might be six months to make a decision and you just simply ask it's like when you make decisions do you like to get a lot of data and do a lot of research are you the more person that sees something that they want and they just snap their fingers and get it? Right. And when you get an answer, they're gonna, it's going to be a clue, right? It may not be the only clue, but that will help you to how to relate to them. Sure. And I think that's like I tell my coaching clients and even my people that work at the store that we have. I've had a store on and off for over almost 10 years now. Mm. And the, the my workers would say, but we had people come in, but they didn't buy anything. I'm like, that's okay. Because typically those people are going to come back the next week and they're going to come back and purchase the things that they were looking at last week. So it, it's all about, like you said, it's some people just need a minute. They need to sleep on it. So, yeah. you know, and, and for them, just helping them realize that because they felt like a failure because nobody bought anything. And I'm like, don't feel like a failure. That's awesome that you just let them in and let them look around because they're going to come back. Oh my goodness. And this is where you really have an opportunity is to provide outstanding experiences for people. Yes, for sure. So when you're now calling them by their name, welcoming them into any store, welcoming them into the day, wherever you experience them. Yes. Now you become memorable. 
Absolutely. And who doesn't want to work with memorable people versus the people that make bad memories and say, I don't ever want to be near that person. So yeah, it's definitely an opportunity. So I totally agree. Great stuff. Well, good deal. Um, okay. Here's a big one that I, I have a lot of people that they can't get past the discouragement of the word. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, the word no, it's interesting, but if you think about it, how often do we really hear the word no? Most of the times it's an excuse and it's like, I'm not really sure or nah, I don't think so or not right now, but it, we take it in as a no. So if we take all of those statements that people say, and it's if it's not a yes, right, we right. view it as a no. But I view it as you're moving the sale forward. Every conversation gives until they say, you know, Harry, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. You drive me crazy. Right. They may buy three years from now. But I'm just going to keep providing value and be, be my normal, pleasant self right. and stay top of mind and not put the pressure on to buy. When we think people should buy, then it becomes about us. And when and I hear this all the time. In fact, uh, it's pretty common for people to say, I can't close people, right? I, I'm just not a good closer. Well, your people are just not ready to buy. You right. need more people in your community, however you want to describe it. Some people don't like the word funnel. Some don't like pipeline. I just look at it as this giant group of people that are potential buyers, whatever you want to call those. And some are going to want to buy this month. Some are going to want to buy next year. You just have to be in front of enough people so that it becomes very natural. Sure. What's your thought on that? Does that help no, at all? I, I totally agree. I think that's yeah. great. And, and and I do. I think a lot of times we make it about us when it's not. You know, it's not. Yeah. We're there to provide. We're not there to get our feelings hurt. So yeah. it's like we have to have let it just roll off and just go with it. You know, I'm like, bring it on. Because the more no's yeah. I get, the next yes I'm going to get. <laughs> right. So I've got my highlighter and I've got my CRM going. And I'm like, okay. They weren't ready, not ready, not ready, but the next one's going to be. So yeah. the more you have that are, are like that, you typically have a yes coming. That's yeah. Always, I, that's the way yeah, I think about it. Exactly. And so you just, I, the only cautionary word I have for that, because I get what you're saying. I yeah. say the same things, but there's also some room for misinterpretation where people want to hear the no too quickly. And so what they'll do is they'll say things like, let me cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. And when they're saying that is, I don't want any small talk. I just want to know if you're going to make a decision. And I'm going to say, when people talk to me like that, I'm going to say the decision is no. Right. Yes. Because it, it could have been yes. But when you make it about yourself, I'm going to say no all the time. Good point. Good all right. Point. So we just have to be cautious. Yeah as to how we get to that. No, we still want to treat them as people, as people we love, right? You following along there? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess I, I, you know, when I'm, I'm doing my CRM or I'm keeping up with my folks, I'm um, saying they're not ready yet, or they want me to call back in a month or, yeah. you know, very rarely do I have that definitive no, you know, exactly. um, very rarely do I have somebody say, no, get out of my face. You know, I've had it happen like oh, one or two times, right, right. you know, and it was just yeah. somebody that 
I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Really, so yeah, yours makes sense. Yes. Right. So sometimes that fear of the word no is not really legitimate. Yeah. Right. And it's just it's just having patience for selling is really what it comes down to. I think I call it the wooing process. I'm wooing yeah. <laughs> all of my customers and people, you know, and even if they're not, you know, going to, if we're not talking about anything real estate related, or I'm not even trying to sell them something, I'm building, building a relationship. And that's what I try to tell my clients is building that relationship will get you so much further than jumping right in and starting your sales process. Exactly. So, you know, and I think that's why I'm sure you, you've got lots of great relationships and I think that, um, those are more important than anything. Agreed. Um, okay. So what does selling with dignity mean? So that's the title of your book, correct? Yep. Yep. Well, so selling with dignity covers three areas. Number one, it's self, right? Dignity for yourself that you're not going, and you said this earlier where you said, I don't want to be someone that I'm not, I want to hold on to my values. So dignity for being able to sleep at night, that you're not doing corrupt things, that you're not manipulating, you're not tricking people, you're not holding information back, especially in real estate. People find out post-sale that there was something like the school district, like my wife is in the school system and she's finding out all of this massive real estate development Apparently, people were told that their school is the school she is in, and she has to tell all these people that it's not. And it's like a realtor lied to us, right? right? So maybe they did, maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't do enough research, things happen, I get it. But if you have, what are those people going to, what kind of call are they making to the real estate agent, right, after that? So you got to have dignity for your values so that you have people that will want to buy from you for life. Second is you want to have dignity for the people that you're speaking to. So they're human beings. They're not numbers. They're not people you close. They're not sales. They are human beings that have problems, challenges, wake up in the morning feeling like crap sometimes, you know, had a fight with their spouse and we're calling them and saying, oh, did you make a decision yet? And they hang up or they're rude to us. And we say, how rude? And we take it personally, not, not, not having a clue as to what is going on in that person's life. So dignity for the person, and then finally dignity for the craft of selling. Gotcha. Selling does is not a, a something you just, I mean, some people are supernatural at it other than those, but in general, it's a craft that you have to work at and get better. And so I view it like uh, the person, in sales, you can make millions of dollars, Doctors make millions of dollars. Dentists can make millions of dollars. Are dentists and doctors reading and continuing to improve? I think they are. I think the good ones are. The ones who are not, I don't want to go into a dentist's office that looks like it's 1987. Right. Right. So I want people who are up to date and modern and selling is changing. So we have to be up to date and modern if we view it, the craft with dignity in my viewpoint, always looking to improve. Gotcha. It's human psychology. It's like, we're never going to have all the answers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, I always tell my people that if you're not changing, you're dying. It's, you've got to be changing, ever evolving, yeah. fluid, very fluid. Agreed. Yeah. It's um, like the growth mindset. Yes. Right. Sure. Where you're just, always. you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone yeah. uh, to be better. Just like your wife, I'm an educator at heart. And I just, 
you know, I'm always trying to educate myself, but my parents taught me to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I think that I feel like some people get stuck. They learn how to do something or they do it and then they get stuck and they become stagnant and it's because you're not learning anymore. You're not growing. So education is super, super important. I I agree. Um, Tell me why is sales training and coaching valuable? I guess we just touched on that a little bit, but why do you think sales training and coaching is very valuable? Well, I think it really has to do with number one, repetition is helpful, right? Muscle memory. Mm-hmm. So if people in a good coaching program or training, there's role playing, there's practice. It's not just read it in my, you know, in my book and then you'll be good. You have to practice it. Yeah. And like making a phone call. So some so just take a, an example for making a phone call. You have a, you're selling a, whatever, $300,000 home and it's worth whatever the commission is. Let's just say it's uh, $6,000 for whatever the number is. Do you go right from eating breakfast and scrolling through Instagram to, oh, I really should call Emily and see how she's doing and see if she's ready to buy. Or do you get yourself in the zone Think about all of the potentials, what Emily could be doing. Is this the time to follow up and not overthink it, but what could she be doing? What would I be saying? Do I, you know, speak in front of the mirror? Do I get some of the uhs and uhs, uh, the ums out and just get a little more fluid? So now I've got my conversation wit with me. I'm ready to make the call versus the cold. I'm doing one thing. I should call that person. And then. It's botch the call. You don't sure. want to botch calls that are worth thousands of dollars. Sure, sure. I do a Let's lot just, of speaking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I talk to myself a lot, you know, I'm, or when I'm doing my podcast and driving down the road and I'm, I'm talking and then, like you said, you get a lot of those ums and ahs out of the way and then I re-record and it just flows. So yeah. the same thing goes with sales. You've got to practice because if you're not practicing, then you just, you're stale. You don't, you're just, uh, 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 and you exactly. And then it's not comfortable for you, or the, right? The ones who are not practicing, it's not comfortable. It's like the first time you're doing anything. Sure. You got to have the muscle memory and it becomes much easier. And then it makes the person you're talking to comfortable because exactly. Yeah. If you're fluent and you know what you're talking about, then they feel comfortable. Where if you're not, you're stuttering and don't know what to say, then they're going to be like, what is she, you know? Why is she even talking to me? So anyway, I yeah. yeah. And so the, the whole thing about coaching is, are you making progress in sure. these areas, right? Sure. So you want to be able to say, what if it's every year or every couple of years, you want the skills to be sharpened, like the whole, you know, the saying iron sharpens iron. Absolutely. Well, a good program with a good, you know, facilitator is going to help you to be better. And it's going to, sure. you know, challenge you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I feel like, cause I'm, I'm a huge data person. Like, so I keep up with all my KPIs and I keep up with growth and, and what I'm, what I'm selling and how much I need to do a month or even just like my podcast listeners, I have mm. month to month to month. Am I growing? Am I yep. retaining more listeners? Uh, who am I reaching? How many reviews am I getting? So you can kind of gauge yourself through that. And I feel like if you're practicing that those things are going to show themselves. Yes, absolutely. Those are great traits, by the way. So good for you. 
Um, I had good teachers too, though, from <laughs> my coaching and training. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a super believer in having a coach um, because we're doing trainings because I do them all the time and they're so beneficial. People, I don't think people realize that the monetary value you put into it, you get so much more out of. And I think people are scared by dollar signs sometimes yeah. and with the coach Absolutely. training. Yeah. And um, I want to encourage people to 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 try it out because it's so beneficial to them and will help you so much in the long run. Okay, so tell me what is one tip that you're going to provide for our listeners today, maybe that can help them. Okay, so think about all the people you have in your sales funnel that are moving along towards the sale. Call them with something other than your product. Oh, good. Call them about something else, whether it be, I was at this restaurant the other night, I thought of you, or I saw someone today made me think of you, and I just wanted to see how your business is going, how your children are doing, something, and don't even bring up what it is you do. Right. It will be almost 100% of the time yeah. The person will say something along the lines, I've been meaning to get back to you. I've been thinking of you or I'm not ready to yet. And you're like, no problem. I'm not just I'm just sharing what I thought of here. Right. And it's not like you have to be salesy all the time and it'll throw them off. So yes. the next time when you call, they're going to say, Is this Emily being Emily talking about the latest function in the community or is this Emily trying to sell me? You know, not that you are, but you know what yeah, I mean, right? I understand. Get yeah. it. Yeah. And and that all goes back to those relationships and building those relationships and, and being genuine. You can't, uh, people are going to know every time if you're not genuine. So if you do something oh like that, goodness. I mean, yeah. you've got to be genuine. You've got uh, to truly care about that. So um, true. I mean, nobody likes a phony. And if no. you're fake, they'll pick it up. 100%. And they will call you out. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got to be genuine when you do those things. So it's yes. not just a sales tactic. It's you've got to be genuine about that. So yeah, great I totally point. agree. Totally agree. Okay. So um, anything you want to listen or leave with our listeners or um, I think we've had a great talk. And Yeah. I mean, I would just say that if you're feeling a little bit down periodically, yeah. recognize that this is what we have to work through. Sure. Right. And just like if you're climbing Mount Everest, it's yes. not like it's you start at the base camp and make it to the top in one day. You're building something. Absolutely. So keep building every day you're learning, every day you're talking to people, you're building your relationships. So it can be good in every day. So don't be discouraged. Keep going forward. Absolutely. Even in the bad. I mean, even what we think is bad it can be so beneficial and turn out into glitter and rainbows. So, you know, it's, it's, that's what I tell people. I'm like, bring it on God, whatever you got for me today, because I know even the good, the bad, the ugly, it's going to lead me to somewhere great. So, um, and I think it's about embracing those moments and not letting it get you down, not going to your little hidey hole and, and staying there. Like it'll go away on its own. That's, those are teachable moments. Those are things that are going to get you further and further in your career or in your personal life too. So anyway. Well said. Great stuff. Well, thank you so much, Harry. And how can our listeners find you? Well, if they want to uh, 
Learn about me. Sellingwithdignity.com is real easy. You can we can have a conversation there, or you can listen to the podcast, whatever. Find a free download or part of the book, all kinds of things. So it's sellingwithdignity.com. Good deal. Perfect. And I'm, I'll include that in the show notes as well. So if anybody wants okay. to just snag it, they can. But it's been great, it's great. talking to you and um, learned a lot. And I'm going to get your book for sure. So All right. Awesome uh, stuff, Emily. Okay. All right. Thank you. So we had a lot of great um, takeaways today. And I just wanted to go back over a few of those with you. So dignity and selling, what does that mean? Dignity for yourself, being able to sleep at night, you know, being able to retain those values and, and the things that you believe in without having to be pushy. Uh, number two, dignity for the people that you're speaking to. Remember, you're there to serve them. Not, it's not all about you. It's about our other, it's about our people. It's about the people that we're serving and it's about creating those relationships. Thirdly, selling is a craft. We have to work at it. We have to get better at it. Even that, that means uh, standing in front of the, the mirror and talking and reciting and doing it over and over again or having group role play. All of these things, it's muscle memory. Um, so, you know, practicing and practicing and doing it over and over and over again. And the one thing that I loved that Harry said and at the very last was think about your sales funnel and call them about something other than sales. Whether it be just sending a quick note, or I love to send cards, so I send thank you notes, or I send a card just thinking of you, or I may just shoot a text to somebody and say, hey, you were on my mind this morning, just wanted to check in with you, see how things were going. Maybe um, they started a new business, or maybe you know you saw them in town and you just thought about them. Um, but, but be intentional. You know, be intentional with your words, be intentional with your actions, letting people know that you really care because being fake, they can see right through. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode, gotten a lot of great tidbits. And if you'd like to work with me, please email me at emily at emilyjansonmcgrath.com. I'd love to hear from you, sign up for our newsletter, and just join us in our private Facebook group. But um, also leave us a review. Love to hear feedback from people that are listening and that's really the only way that we know that you're listening and what you'd like to hear leave us a review send me an email love to chat and i'll talk to you soon